we head to Cincinnati, uh, Mike Petraglia joining us on the line from the Bengals Jungle Roar podcast as the uh, Bengals about ready to head towards uh, KC. Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing terrific. Well, the uh, certainly the, the Burrowhead thing from that direction <laughs> caught on, and I, I guess Willie Gay tried to fire back a little bit, but the Chiefs have been kind of quiet. The, the Bengals... I, I think thrive on maybe not being quiet. They seem pretty good at, at being, I don't know, I don't want to say the quote-unquote villain, but it seems like they're they're very good at not caring what everybody else thinks. I think that's a pretty good attribute. I think that's pretty accurate, actually. Um, I, don't think, I don't think either side uh, has been particularly uh, inciting of the other, if you will. Uh, this, to me, is not like the old-time Ravens or the Jets under Rex Ryan. Uh, Bart Scott, for instance, it's not that at all. It's, I think, you know, Mike Hilton said something in celebration after a big win on the sideline and he's mic'd up. I mean, you know what players say all the time on sidelines, you know, especially when they're really pumped up after a big win. I mean, I think in this day and age, you can expect something every single day. Uh, that being said, I think both teams have a healthy respect for one another. I know the Bengals have a healthy respect for uh, the Chiefs and, and what they bring to the table, despite the fact that they've won three straight. They know what kind of environment they're walking into on Sunday night. It's interesting to hear that from you, Mike, to say that they, they respect it. I feel like with three straight wins against what is the a lot of people coin as the greatest quarterback in the league, seems like maybe they're you know kind of they kind of own them and and for for weeks or for months on on my shows at least i've said that cincinnati is the chief's daddy do you think that there is a little bit more belief that maybe they 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 know they have the number and that they've got a little bit more confidence than than maybe against the chiefs and the other team in the nfl guys i covered the patriots for whatever 25 years and and 20 years of the first 20 years of the tom brady era in new england and what the Patriots always did, especially in the early part of Brady's career in New England, was play complementary football. Yes, Tom Brady made great plays. He was an incredible leader. He developed into that. Uh, and I think even Joe Burrow's passed has passed him in that regard early in his career. But the Bengals' defense, to me, doesn't get enough credit. And I think it's the Bengals' defense where they draw a lot of their strength. And even a lot of guys on offense have acknowledged that their heart and soul of the Bengal team is their defense. And I think that's uh, why they feel like uh, they can go into a place like Kansas City or, or Buffalo last weekend and, and handle Josh Allen. They are not afraid to play anybody, any place, any time. And that's the mentality of the Bengals. And then defensively, as you had mentioned, I know Patrick Mahomes spoke about it early in the week, that three matchups, almost three different looks. I mean, they've done a, a really nice Correct. job of mixing up yep. what they can do and then obviously being versatile enough to show different looks. Well, and credit uh, Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, for uh, you know implementing that and making sure everybody's on the same page. Look, I think Lou Anarumo is going to get a lot more head coaching opportunities either this year or or certainly next, if he doesn't get one this year. Um, he has done a masterful job with this uh, defense. And as you both well know, in the first two games against Kansas City, um, in January of 2022 and in the AFC Championship last year, his halftime adjustments were, I think, the reason the Bengals won both of those games. You know, the Bengals were down 14 
points uh, in the first one. They were down, obviously, 21-10 to 10 at halftime of the AFC title game last year, and he was able to take away certain things or keep Travis Kelsey in front of them so he wasn't running vertical in the offense. That's going to be also a big key on Sunday night, I think, as well. Can I ask you a really dumb question? <laughs> Absolutely. There is no dumb you got question. Fi- You're this one, this is going to piss that. a lot of people off. And can't, depending on how you answer this, this is going to make a lot of people in Kansas City either very happy or very angry. Uh, you've got you've got eight years to run a franchise. Are you taking Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? Joe Burrow, just because of what I saw in New England. Because um, I think Burrow is relies on his intellect more than Patrick Mahomes, and that is not to say Patrick Mahomes isn't a brilliant quarterback and an incredibly smart quarterback. But if you're asking me, pick one or the other, and you can't say, oh, they're both just as good, I would pick Joe Burrow because I think there are things that Joe Burrow does in directing the offense with his uh, mind and his and his schemes and, and the way he comports himself on the field that is different than Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, they're both going to win multiple Super Bowls, no doubt in my mind. Um, but long-term, I think I would take Burrow. Does that Mike make Traglia sense? Covers the, <laughs> yes, covers the Bengals for the Jungle Roar podcast. They are different quarterbacks. I, I know we, we look at quarterbacks, quarterbacks, but there are there are different styles. I, I you know, I respect the heck out of Joe Burrow. Sure. I, I, I Obviously, I cover Patrick Mahomes, and I'm around him a lot. But uh, I, I just love Burrow's demeanor. Like, there's uh, – that's a guy you would follow. Like, it's just c- calm. I know yes. Joe Cool is an easy nickname, but uh, but the calm, cool, collected aspect of it, I would see why people would follow him, and that's what I want in a quarterback. Well, and no moment gets too big. That's why I do think the Bengals are particularly suited to win on the road. Again, I keep going back to Brady, and, it, and it's you know tiresome, I know, for a lot of Chiefs fans to hear this, but it is very similar because Brady didn't care where he played you. He just had an attitude going in that he was going to find a way late in the game, if uh, the game was close, uh, to come out on top. And that's kind of the sense I get uh, with Joe Burrow. It's it's very, very similar. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see although Bur- Although Brady played more home games. Right. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Brady, Brady got kind of comfortable there uh, in, in the playoffs at home, right? So I guess I guess Burrow does he have did. that to, uh, to, to look up he to. He did. Um, Mike, I, I, I will have to say I respectfully disagree starting franchise-wise. Just, I don't know, Super Bowl MVP, two-time MVP, two Super Bowls, five straight AFC championships, enough with the stats. But what I will say is that in this game on Sunday uh, in in Arrowhead, or maybe as, as they like to call it in Cincinnati, Burrowhead, um, do you think that there is a different aspect? I mean, like, the only thing that's going to be different is it's going to be cold. In that Buffalo game, there was snow on the on the ground. It, it kind of was an advantage to your all's offensive line because, you know, it's kind of hard to get out. This is a game in which there will be no snow. The temperature will just be cold, and, and, and maybe there is a chance that this offensive line uh, will get a really true test with two guys being out against guys like Chris Jones, uh, Frank Clark, uh, Colin Saunders as well, and a George Karloftis. Uh, do you have any worrisome fear that the defensive line might be a little bit more to, uh, to handle this week around instead of that Buffalo one in, in the snow game? I do. I definitely do. And I think the Bengals are going to try to run the ball like they did against Buffalo. Um, I'm sure the, the schemes will be different. I think what Kansas City um, presents along the defensive line is different than what Buffalo presents. 
And I know the Bengals are preparing in that regard that they've got to change. I've talked to a couple of people. They've got to change their run scheme and their run fits this week. And they're going to be working really hard because they know uh, that Burrow can't just drop back against Kansas City, again, with what you said, plus the crowd noise. One reason the crowd noise was not a big deal last week in Buffalo is the Bengals got off to a 14 nothing start on their first two drives. That does a lot to quiet a crowd. In Kansas City, you can't, the Bengals cannot fall behind like they did last year, 21-3, uh, and have any prayer of making any comeback because Kansas City will present a lot of different pressures and I'm sure Steve Spagnola has something lined up and hopes to get out in front of the Bengals again this year. Um, he's going to present a lot of pressures that uh, guys like Jackson Carmen and you know Max Sharping haven't seen, and and uh, and Hakeem Adeniji, the right tackle as well. Um, they're going to test the Bengals this week, and if Burrow has to drop back, you know more often than not, I think that's problematic for the Bengals. A late-in-the-week name on the injury report's uh, not always a good thing. Uh, what do you think the impact of uh, Hayden Hurst's injury could could be? Well, significant. I mean, I think it's crushing to the Bengals' offense if they don't have him. But I do think he'll play. I think he'll they'll manage it carefully. They have a walkthrough today. I don't think they'll do that much that will uh, test it. Um, you know, like anybody at this time of the year, and it's cliche, nobody's 100%. He had that calf injury and missed three games with it in December. I think because of that, they know how to manage it a little bit better. Uh, They expect him to play. I know that much. And I think he will play. To what effectiveness will he be hurtling players like he did in the Buffalo game in the third quarter (laughs) on that first down? I I don't know if he's going to be capable of that. Uh, But we'll wait and see and uh, see if uh, Hayden Hurst is at full strength or close to it. They need him because – of what I said about Travis Kelsey, Hayden Hurst is a vertical weapon that Joe Burrow goes to a lot on third down. Mike, it should be fun, and I guess the uh, I guess the fourth of many of these uh, of these meetings with the uh, the Chiefs and Bengals ahead. Thanks for a few minutes this morning. I'm looking forward to Sunday night qu- uh, quite a bit, guys.